Today I have the great pleasure of speaking with Hot Rod himself from the classic Transformers <laughs> animated feature, all the way back to the Brat Pack day, Suddenly Susan, and everything else under the sun, now playing McLean in uh, Deadwater. Judd Nelson, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, the pleasure's all mine. I've been wanting to talk to you for years. Cool. This is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have a knack for playing the big baddie in so many films, and in this one, you're a pirate. What's a, you know, how do you keep keep it fresh in being just either the smartass or the snarky guy or just the bad guy in general? Well, I tell you, you know, I've been doing it for a while now, and you read a script and you go, well, there's something in there, or well, there isn't something in there. And this one had a bit of a twinkle. There was something about it, and I thought, this, I think, will be fun. And it was fun. And I really enjoyed the other actors I worked with, especially Casper Van Dien, who's just a great guy. Yeah. He's very, you know, funny, easy to work with, smart, really had a good time. And the director it was his first time shooting a feature, and he was just wonderful. He was great. And we got lucky because all of my stuff's on the water. And mm-hmm. so you're really at the mercy of the weather. Yeah. And we got very lucky. And the weather was perfect because a year earlier we were supposed to make it and they had that horrible hurricane there. And so at any given time, you know, Mother Nature can say, you're done shooting. Oh, yeah. And then spa- and then especially dealing with natural light and then storms coming in, like you said. But on top of it, you know, the bonus is you get to play on a yacht. Yeah, yeah. And that big that big yacht was beautiful. That was just incredible. It's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. The other boat where I start on is not as nice, but still. Better than, better than a raft. <laughs> this is true, you know. Out there. The whole picture could have been shot on a dinghy. Yeah, yeah, yes, it could have. <laughs> that would have uh, been a different read. I would have gone, well, we could, but I don't want to be on a dinghy for three months, you know. <laughs> so it was a three-month shoot for this picture because, you no, know, no, independent. Much, much, oh, okay. less, much shorter, very, very short period of time. It's one of those films where you got to come ready because mm-hmm. as soon as you, you know, as soon as you start, it can't be too much time worrying about these other things. You just have to shoot because not a lot of shooting time. Is it a little more fun with the with the independent films in that you know you don't have the big studio breathing down your neck? Oh, we didn't like this because the uh, the focus group didn't appreciate this one scene, and uh, you know the crunch time of it, just the not necessarily stress or anxiety, but the adrenaline rush to get it done right in as few takes as possible kick in. Well, I'll tell you, it's. Really, six of one, half dozen of the other. I think that ultimately filmmaking is problem solving. And what the problems are may change, but ultimately it's your responsibility on the set to solve these problems and to film, to get as much as you can because films are made and broken ultimately in the editing process. Right. You just got to make sure that those people have all the footage that they need and then some. And then you turn it over to them and then something happens in like the dark rooms, in you know, in the dark in the editing room. And, right. Um, so I think that whether it's the studio saying that that's not the ending they agreed to make, or whether it's uh, the time crunch of we have to get this whole sequence in two days, not four like we originally thought. Right. You just have to get it done. You have to show up ready for bear. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to be ready. And you can't sit around and wait for light uh, lightning in a bottle. If that happens, that's great. But the job is to be ready, be prepared, work from early morning to late at night, do the best you can to work with everyone else, 
Don't break anyone else's process. Don't be late. Know your stuff. Just, you know, come there ready. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, you have to, it's not really acting school. Yeah, it's hopefully at its, at its best. It's like actor camp. Oh, awesome! You know? And the best part with the editing now is you hit Control Z if you make a mistake. In the old days with the with the scissors, once you lost it, you lost it. Yeah, it's fascinating <laughs> to think that in my time working as an actor, I've seen the change. Because when I began, there were those big, big you know, wheels of film, you know. And when you were looping, you had to hold on, changing reels. No such thing anymore, you know. Uh, times uh, evolve, man. That's great. Well, Fill us in on your... Now people have access to equipment that, um, you know, almost anyone can get hold of a high-quality camera and right. shoot. And I think that's good because, you know, a lot of people have these great ideas, but they're yeah. not given the opportunity, and now hopefully more people will. Well, with the return of the indie film being a big deal, I'm glad to see that that's happening. Uh, can you fill us in a bit of your character in McLean uh, in uh, Dead Water? Because, you know, again, you're the big baddie, you're the pirate, and you're coming in. And I think Casper's character is a former Marine that has to uh, balance no, things Griff, out, shall we say? Griff. No, Griff, Griff, I'm sorry. Griff is the former Marine. Casper plays the best friend of Griff's older brother who passed away in the war. That's so he's looking after... Forgive me for that mistake. It's okay. Hey, man. It's okay. And um, uh, and so I don't want to give too much away of the story, but I come into it a little later, and um, I want, ostensibly, I want that fancy boat, and I want that fancy girl on the fancy boat. And um, sounds like everybody's dream, except you go to a certain extreme that more people are willing to than others to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That, well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Than more other people want to because, I mean, it's hard to know because you know this whole thing of the past decade with the Somali pirates and the boarding of ships and so scary, you know. Right, but your character in this, there's still, and what's the creepy part about it is you still have a hint of likability in all of this. And <laughs> well, you, to like the bad guy is so like strange. Dimensional, you know. You don't right. want to be like just a cartoon bad guy, you know. Right. Yeah, but I mean, to even be slightly relatable to the bad guy in this instance is kind of scary because it's like, how dark do we go as individuals to be a well, part I of? I think all we of go this? pretty dark if we look at the world around us. My goodness, we have a lot of crazy people who are leading nations. Yeah. We have a lot of madness and mayhem. Doesn't seem like anyone tells the truth about anything. Yeah. So you know, it's a kind of crazy world. We hope we hope we can find the the goodness in people, but. We seem to be happy finding the badness in people. So, it, it seems that that negative energy has been the big feeding frenzy of what's going on now. And we're thriving on people's downfalls rather than being excited to be just with each other. Yeah. I mean, it seems like maybe it's always been that way. I don't know. You know, the times of the Spanish Inquisition or the Crusades. Or, I mean, when are people going to be nice to each other? I hope soon, but... I wouldn't yeah. bet on it. Well, from your lips to God's ears, let's make that happen, or at least yeah, you know, start off with being nice saying. to ourselves. My mom says that. I like that. Your lips <laughs> to God's ears. Yep. Yeah. You've been in the industry for quite a while, 
and you know you have this established name in all of this and you still get to enjoy being in independent films and various tv shows and animation is still huge and you were part of the first incarnation of major <laughs> animated films in the 80s especially with transformers yeah what's it like that like you get to hear yourself in some aspects and then see your performances and evolve as an actor over the years well i tell you it's a good way to make a living, you know, if, if you can do it. It's really enjoyable. You work with a lot of different people. Um, I love doing the um, uh, voice work. It's a blast doing uh, the voice for animated characters. I really enjoy it. Um, and when I began, there seemed to be a big gulf between TV and film. Right. And now that has disappeared. The actors, the best actors of the world do both. Mm-hmm. And the best directors of the world do both. You know, that there's no stigma, there's no differentiation. It's fascinating. And especially with all the television channels, there's right. a lot of product that's needed. And uh, there's a lot of opportunities for people that maybe didn't have the opportunities previously. And I think that they're, I think that success is not a mountain peak. It's a plateau. I think there's room for everybody. I dig it. Because, yeah, because, like, in the old days, you know, you'd had, like, John Wayne guest star on I Love Lucy, and then some yeah. fork happened, and now it seems like the branches are intertwining again. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, Bruce Willis got his start in TV, mm-hmm. and then he made transition to films and, you know, never looked back. You know, it's like, yeah. can, it can do any of that stuff. And, like, the TV shows, the content of them is so dark, some of them. And yeah. It's just incredible. I mean... You know, that show, Nip Tuck, I think, was one of the first ones, or The Shield. Right. The show The Shield, just like, I remember seeing the pilot of The Shield and going, what the hell is this? Right. Incredible. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? You know? Yeah, a lot of gray areas. Fascinating. It's just fascinating what's on. All sorts of cool stuff, like uh, American uh, American Gods, very Mm -hmm. cool. Lots of, I mean, anything that you could think of, you could make, you know? Right. And, you know, there's a place for everything now. I mean, Comic-Con was just this past weekend, and San Diego had 130,000 attendees, not counting the extra 50,000 outside the convention center, just walking around downtown. You know, what's it like when you go into these genre films and these genre events, and there's this recognition, you know, for us that grew up with you, you know, in the John Hughes movies, and then, you know, St. Elmo's Fire and, and Breakfast Club and everything else, and then, you know, also those that watch Transformers and then other stuff that you've done, suddenly Susan, whatever, and see you in these places, and there's, like, the parents and the kids are now reacting to you because you've been, <laughs> you know, a part it's of both their lives. It's, it's definitely a bit odd when an attractive girl will approach me and say, my mom's a big fan of you. <laughs> I go, oh, great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, but I think it's just, um, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, you can't really fight time. You just got to treat it like a wave to be surfed, you know? Right. And uh, I just think it's great that, um, I mean, acting is a public profession. Right. You know, if, if you don't want people to bother you, maybe you should pick a different job. You know, right, go be an accountant. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, it's like uh, they bother you for three months out of the year. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. And right. so it is the kind of job where if people approach you, that's what's it's good. You know, and you have to be nice to well, them. It's easy to be nice. You know. Yeah. 
a lot of people forget that aspect, and I'm glad you remembered that. And it sounds like you have a good relationship with your mother, so that makes it even better. Yeah, mother and father. Yeah, I mean, I'm really lucky. I mean, I didn't realize till I went to my friend's house for dinner. I must have been, I don't know, seven or eight, when I realized that my parents were different from other parents, you know? We all think that our experience is everyone's experience until you realize right. it's not. You know, and so I'm very lucky. I have good parents, extended family, and I'm sad for people that don't have that. Yeah. Because that's got to really yeah. suck. You know, if you start out with two strikes on you, I don't even know what you do. Oh, man. God only knows, especially these days, because a lot of people are starting out with uh, a full count, two strikes and three balls. Yeah, my God. You, you, and you spend your whole life protecting the plate. You know, you, yeah. you're not allowed to swing away. That can't be fun. No, not at all. But you got to swing away. You get to do it. You still get to act. You know, the the suspenseful film is there for us to enjoy. It comes out Friday the 26th uh, in limited release and VOD. You know, it seems like you had a lot of fun with with Casper especially. You know, yeah. what was the shoot yeah. like in these, like, three to four weeks of being out there and the weather being agreeable? Well, it was great. It was great. I mean, it was like, you know, you, you, you show up. You have a big amount of work to do. You're not sure when you begin whether you can even do this in, in the amount of time. Then you do it, and you do it in the amount of time. So you're like, hey, we can do this. And the next day, you're a little bit more confident, and you make the day again. The next day, you're still more confident. And it just keeps – it's like a positive snowball effect. And then you – and when you enjoy the people you're working with, that's great, too. It's like an extra added bonus. It's like not just good cake. It's good frosting. Right. So it's all good. And working with a first-time director, I mean, people always tend to be fearful of that. But well, uh, what was I mean, it like working with think, Chris? I think that you have to be able to tell whether they're organized and prepared. Mm-hmm. And he's organized and prepared. He's a Marine, you know. Marines tend not to do things half-ass, you know. This so is he true. was ready. He was ready, and I was more than happy to let him be captain of the ship. So, so he let you guys not only, you know, play, but kept it organized and on budget. Yes, absolutely, because, you know, it's pretty obvious that we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of money. So what we can have a lot of is um, we can have a, our, our imagination is limitless and our effort should be limitless, you know. And when you have such a small ensemble cast, like there's you, Casper, Brianna Davis, you know, Griff first. And Griff. Yeah. What's it like? Because, you know, you don't have all the extras to worry about. You don't have, like, background background influences playing into it or or whatever. It's just the four of you playing off each other throughout the entire picture. Well, it's great. It's really like um, uh, there's no place to hide, and that's good, you know. And it's all going to get seen, and that's good. You know, there's no wasted effort. You know, you yeah. just hope that uh, – I mean, we really are, you know, slaves to the weather. Mm-hmm. We were lucky. You know, I did a project yeah. that we shot in 11 days and we robbed four stagecoaches. Wow. And we got lucky with the weather on that one, too, meaning if we have a day of rain, we can't we can't make the movie. Right. You know, horses and guns and craziness. It's like, I mean, I thought it was crazy. I thought they were joking when they said we we're going to do that in 11 days. I was like, no, seriously, seriously. They go, yeah, that's <laughs> all we have. It's like, wow. OK, so you show up as prepared as you can be. You know, you, you, you know, stretch and you run, you know. Yeah. Was there anything that, I mean, because you had such a limited time and such a limited budget on this picture, was there something that ended up on the cutting room floor uh, that you had wished made it into the final cut? Because I'm sure you've already seen it by now before it's No, released. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I've only oh, okay. seen a, a, a rough version of it. Um, so I don't know. But um, 
that always is the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, there's always stuff that you wish were in it and isn't, you know. But that's not like that's not that can't break you. You know what I mean? That's not up to me to decide anyway. So it's like it's part of the gig. Right. Yeah. You well, know? it sounds like you're still having fun with it after all this time, and it, you know, you yes, don't I am, seem man. Yes, I am. Disenfranchised. And hopefully, the audience has fun with it because that's the key. Yeah. No, it's a fun flick, and I'm just surprised that like how dark it can get with only four people in in the middle <laughs> of the ocean and just still get you, uh, you know, tied down to your seat. And thank you for having it be like a 90-minute movie that it wasn't like a four-and-a-half-hour flick that was just verbose for the sake of being verbose. Cool, man. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. That's the key. That's the key right there. And thank you for having me. Thank you for doing, you know, for doing this. Oh, dude, the honor is all mine, man. I've been wanting to talk to you forever, and we finally made it work, so I'm thrilled that we got to. Uh, well, hopefully we get to do it com- again, you know? God willing, man. God willing. Uh, so Friday the 26th, uh, Deadwater comes out, VOD and limited release. Judd Nelson, the pleasure has been all mine. I can't wait to talk to you about your next project. Okay. Thank you very much, man. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. All right.